0: Hello and welcome to the Gooners Podcast Open Mic Show. The open mic show without a mic. In fact, he's currently over at the Highbury squad finishing up with Soapy and Super Kev Super Kevin Campbell. I would do the Brock the Neck thing, but I'm I'm not cool enough to do that. Um look, if you're looking for excitement, go to a life coach. I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm not the most excitable person in the world. So fuck yourself. Um anyway, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich Nil, Arsenal won. Um finally a point in the board not pretty not the best display you'll ever see from an arsenal side. not reminiscent of the 2004 arsenal side, that's for sure but um a win's a win but look this is a safe space the open mic show if you want to join us you can come over to uh you'll see it at the bottom of the screen there at uh, and we'll get you on um just there might be a little bit of a wait because we have a couple of people in the um red room at the minute but as I say Mike will be joining us very very soon but look this is the place that if you want to come over and have your say, whether you want to give Michael Arteta the absolute sweetheart a cuddly hug or whether you want to punch that motherfucker in the stomach we don't differ what your opinions or your opinion will let you on put it across in a respectful manner um but look we'll jump right in we've got somebody in the red room waiting at the minute so we'll take them on this is mk i hope i'm saying that right yeah <laughs> oh you're muted mk you i am muted
1: TV. yeah mk for mary kate uh thanks for uh opening a floor up no so, worry uh, yeah it was a bit of a mess but it's three points yeah. right
0: exactly exactly and as i say look i'm normally not the most excitable person i'm quite dreary and droll and negative but um mike will be on soon to bring that excitement so you'll just have to bear with me at the minute but look looking online there seems to be as as it's really unusual with arsenal fans we're split into two camps at the moment on one hand you've got people who are just happy to finally see arsenal not only score a goal but get three points in the bag um the first three points of the season and the first goal of the season. Um, there's a lot of people that are looking at it on that side, but then you've got the side that saying this display just wasn't up to up to standard, that we need to be doing better, that we were quite lucky, and if we had been playing any other team in the league, that we probably would have lost that game. What camp do you fall into, and what's your sort of initial reaction to that match?
1: I'm a, uh, I am grew up in New York, so I'm also a pessimistic person that likes to complain. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, I I think that this kind of shows why I still lean Arteta out because like some of those substitutions were a real question mark for me, why he left certain people. And granted, Pepe did help us get to go, but I thought he was absolutely dreadful today with his touches. Um, I'm not really sure why we saw Cedric again. I guess we are limited in options, but it was just like Tomiyasu had an incredible debut. You subbed him off. What what are you doing? Like, what is your qualification for who gets playing time and who gets subbed off? It's like, does he just like, draw names out of a hat like I don't know what's going on here but it doesn't make sense to me um I think that this was kind of the game that we really needed to not just get three points but close down that goal differential and you know there were so many chances that we've had but again we just look really slow in the box we just try to get too cheeky and and I just don't think that that helps us like we just need to add an element of unpredictability there just go for some more shots I just Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced
0: and do you think something that uh, I think a lot of people were were quite surprised at was um, the absence of Thomas Partey and the inclusion of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, during that game, I think that Ainsley Maitland-Niles was put put in that position to play almost like a hybrid role um, to cover um, for Kieran Tierney. Were you surprised by that inclusion after, yeah. you know, when there's clear the air talks only, only held about a week ago and, and now he's seemingly straight into the side?
1: kind of question this manager's, you know, management, and it's it's why is he allowed to act unprofessional like that in social media, but other players have been chastised for four less. Now, I I happen to feel for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Like, he was in a really difficult position. What he did was wrong. You know, he was obviously spoken to about it. So, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised as I really expected this manager to not give him playing time. But, you know, we are limited in terms of our, Selection, maybe he didn't feel like Partey's fitness was suitable to, to be in the starting eleven, but yeah, was mm-hmm.
0: definitely surprised. Yeah, no, and I actually, well, look, I think uh, towards the, the end of the game, mansley Maitland-Niles seemed to move out to a pre- predominantly more um, wing-back position, um, which I think he's definitely more suited to. But um, speaking more on the this defensive side of the game, okay, we um, saw what is likely to be, are or, or back for for the future if, if you take into account the transfers and how much attention has been put on these defenders that have been coming in. What did you make of their first appearance? Obviously, things take time to glow, grow and flourish, but what are your initial reactions of, of our first look at them as, as a four?
1: I was really impressed by Tomiyasu today and, and how he was getting up the pitch. I thought that he was really productive. He was in you know, a lot of forward progressive passing. Uh, Ben White also forward progressive passing. Although I was, (laughs) he gave us a bit of a panic towards the end of the game there, letting that ball into the box. I guess you know that was I don't know what he was thinking there, but you know it happened. Um, I think my main concern is just the lack of um, you know defensive uh, defending against aerial crosses, some our set piece defending. You know I think time will tell to see how we work on that in training. I do think they did a lot better job today, just having the selection available, but um, I'm curious to see how well Ben White is, is he really going to live up to his purchase price? You know, especially when we have Saliba on loan in Marseille doing a really fantastic job.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and speaking of of youthful centre-backs, we've seen the return of Gabriel coming back in as well. And um, I think that he is an absolute presence at the back for us. I think that he's yep. actually... if you're you're to mould the characteristics of a player that we have completely lacked over the last maybe decade, Gabriel is all of that there. Um, What Mm -hmm. did you make of his performance? And do you think that potentially he could be one of these sort of black horse leaders that we could look to maybe in years to come? Because we're hearing names like Kieran Tierney, Martin Odegaard, Thomas Partey as these leaders. But I really think in terms of playing ability and the way he carries himself in the pitch, he, he could definitely be a leader for us in the future, couldn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he really reminds me of a lot of like the hard, you know, physical defenders of like the aughts that we had and that we've lacked for like close to twenty years. And I think that he possesses all of those qualities. He's an absolute boss on the pitch. I think he needs to maybe work a little bit on his challenges sometimes. He's seen some cards, but you know, we do tend to get the short end of the stick with officials. So um, but yeah, I, I think that he's he's got an incredible ceiling for development. Um, I I think that he is a really yeah, he's exactly what we needed, that sort of, you know, no-nonsense, you know, he'll stick up for his team. He's kind of, like, what people want Jaka to be, like, <laughs> in the sense that, like, Jaka is also very, like – but is just an idiot about it, you know, whereas, like, Gabriel is a lot smarter about when to kind of be that enforcer, so. Um.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think it, it's funny because – um i often use the phrase like a like a passion merchant where um they'll they'll really thrive off the the fans and and they'll have that passion to um see them out throughout the game but i think that granite jacket channels that in a completely wrong way and i think that gabrielle channels it in the the completely right way um he knows the the time when it's appropriate to put those hard challenges in and, and not make stupid mistakes but funny i actually watched the the match w- with uh mike feinberg and and we were saying that um uh, there's no point in talking through the goal with you because it was a relatively scrappy goal and maybe quite fortunate some would say but something that me and mike both touched on was was var we both went crazy and then uh, immediately stopped do you think that var in a sense is killing the game do you think yes. that that it's stripping away from the fans but but then do you think that it's a it's a necessary evil in in many ways where the, it will give us the right decisions and that's the fair thing to do or do you think that that w- the law of averages will maybe balance that out over the season?
1: I like the law of averages and and the reason that is I mean you remember when Henri came back? Imagine if we and he scored that goal, VAR would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're FAs. like I, Mike Dean has been a var official quite a few times already. It's like you know, so you're still dealing with their biases, with their alleged biases, and there's still a human that's interpreting that. So I, I'm I'm on the var out. Like I just think that it's it it, it really lead, it gives these officials like too much power to just be petty, really.
0: You, you see, Mike, I told you that var was fucking stupid, and you love it. It
2: I do not love it. I, what I do love is MK being on the pod. Uh, it's great to see you. you
1: too. Uh,
2: my thoughts are with you today. Um, Thank you. appreciate that. Big time. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry that I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I missed the pot yeah. i was I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. I was on other podcasts. I was cheating on Owen. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm not gonna ask you questions because I obviously don't know what you've already answered, but uh, are you happy?
1: Uh, I'm happy with three points, but would have liked more goals yeah more yeah, I th- I th- I th- goals for-
0: are good yeah i, yeah. Th- I think i think MK sort of stands. we have already sort of went over it slightly mike but it, like it's quite similar to mine which is it, it's good to get the three points on the board we really needed it but the display was was less than convincing but um mk do you think that something that i would describe this as is a, is an a bit of an analogy to boxing Is like sometimes after a loss if you i'm not sure how much you know about boxing but Anthony Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz, a heavyweight, the Mexican heavyweight, and after the fight, he didn't go immediately back. He, you know, there's tune-up fights, you would call it, whereas it's it's a confidence builder. Do you think, in a way, that whilst the performance wasn't was, the performance wasn't great, that maybe nerves and and maybe um, sort of the, our recent form had led us to this nervy performance towards the end of this game? Because I think it was definitely. From the moment we scored the goal, you could see that the players were affected by maybe the pressure that was on them at that point. Do you think that maybe Absolutely. now we can we can look forward to Burnley and we will maybe put on a bit more of an expansive performance against them?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think having that goal is a massive mental weight lifted off of these players and a, a, a massive weight lifted off of the shoulders of Arteta. Look, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm an Arteta skeptic. I really am questioning whether he's the guy to really Lead the charge on this, but at the same time, he's our manager. So as as Arsenal supporters, we we still have to su- you know support him, even if we don't think he's the right man for the job. And so it's 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 a weight off of everybody's shoulders. And um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping it'll be a confidence builder. I think they tried to be pretty creative. I really love seeing them press a lot today. I mean that's something we haven't seen for a long time. So I'm hoping that this kind of is the play to, to come, and that maybe this will be a good run of games for us.
2: It's a confidence builder. I mean, I, I was I was just telling Soph and Kev that, that that like the fact that this game happened and then Burnley next week and then Spurs is kind of like a blessing to me. Like like as bad as the first three games were, you know, the gauntlet that we had to do with a with a hyped up team that we should have beaten, but they were they were at their all time most hyped up to play against us, and then the the two Champions League finalists from last year. It was always going to be tough, but, but Norwich is a team that, that was always going to play us open. Like mm-hmm. Burnley's a team that, that, that knows how to play Arsenal the way that we don't like to be played against. And had that been our opponent today, with the way that we were being sloppy in our finishing, I think we easily could have had a nil-nil or even a, you know, a, a sloppy one-nil loss in a counterattack type of situation today. And then you're going into Norwich with all kinds of problems. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that we got a little bit lucky with our opponent today, a little bit lucky, you know, with our poor finishing today. But that confidence brings us into Burnley next week with, I think, a much better opportunity to actually get something done against them. And if we can, if we can do Burnley, as, as, as pathetic as it is to think about a Burnley win being a huge win for us, then there's all sorts of confidence going into the Derby. But see, see,
1: see is confidence, so.
0: yeah. though. See see with that, Mike, um MK J- jering, as I said, we watched the game and I, I was questioning Mike under this as we often hear our players being absolutely battered by, by our fan base saying that our players aren't good enough, they're not up to standard, they're this, they're that. Looking at that team today, I can't help but feel that almost every single person on that pitch is a either a good player or a very good player um, in terms of their capabilities? Do Do you think that, and something that I said to Mike was, I think that something that was evident today was that the improvement is there for sure. But I think that that is because players like Lukanga coming in and Tommy Asu and Martin Udegaard and, and Saka, the these players, it, it's personal quality that is uh, propelling us at the minute and not systemic changes. And that's my worry. Do you think that looking at the, those players in the pitch today, do you think that they were, they were better because the players are better or do you think there's been systemic changes to help them become better?
1: I think that, it's a it's a, a bit of both. I think when you have the class that you had in the field today, it makes everybody better, everybody better. It lifts everybody's game. You know, I think that there are some players that are just going to be rotational players. Like I don't want to slag off Chambers. Like it gives me no satisfaction to do that. I'm sure, he's a lovely guy, but he's just not up to the task. And that's nothing personal. I still think you you know this fan base really needs to get beyond the social media toxicity of like, you know, players see this by the way. You know, I I'm. One of the branch managers here in Los Angeles. And we see on our Instagram, there's there's arsenal players that look at it. They're seeing they they why if it's not them, it's their people, you know, their PR people. They're looking and they're monitoring these social channels and they see it and that hurts. And you know, you need to support who wears our shirt. I don't care what you think of the Cronkies or you gotta you gotta support the people. And I think that there's very talented players on the pitch. I really do. I think that they were creative, they were you know, doing the best they can with flicking passes. You know, you like to see that, even if it doesn't end in something productive. They're having fun out there. And you,
0: you you hit the nail on the head, absolutely perfect, there. and It's uh, funny I mentioned this to Mike as well during our lovely little time together earlier. It was um, that was so uh, sweet? I, um, I enjoyed
2: that very much.
0: It, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, apart from your nudity, that was. A bit, but anyway, yeah. Let's. Well, I that. I
2: I put my clothes on when you brought your daughter onto the screen. I mean, that was yeah, that was exactly. very tactical of you. <laughs>
0: No, but something I mentioned was that I've actually started recently watching uh, Ben Foster, the Watford goalkeeper, his YouTube channel, and he does some brilliant work. He's uh, he's now got a podcast. There you go, Ben Foster. There's your fucking plug. Um, And he's got his his own channel where he um, just has a GoPro and he takes it around the changing room training sessions and he has a GoPro on the back of his net as well. But... During one of his videos, he mentioned the fact that they touched on this, the players and the social media thing. And we all have this sort of unanimous thing that players just ignore social media and this and that. And he's saying young players especially, whether they've had a, a very good game or whether they've had a very, very bad game, the first thing they do when they get back to the dressing room after again is go on Twitter and search their own name and look up what everybody's saying about them. So that you can guarantee, maybe not your tweet as an individual, but the nature of the tweets will have been seen by the those players at some point. So I definitely, look, I think that, Anybody that's watching this show will know me as a person. I'm not overly keen on Mikel Arteta as a manager. I like him as a man. I like his morals. I like this. But in terms of his, his assets and his skills, I'm not sure whether he's up to the task. But today isn't the day to be absolutely battering a manager or no. anything. like that. It's not the day. You know what I mean? At least wait for an excuse.
2: After... You, you know, I, I wish that the players didn't do that. But after every podcast that we do, Owen, I log off and I go directly to see what MK is tweeting about me. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. It, it's
2: important to me. Are are you uh, are you cool to stick around? Because we have a guest who wants to come in, uh, and uh, you, you you may or may not know the guy. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> so Taylor, hey, hey, <laughs> long time, is no, see. A, long
1: is a time heavy, no see.
2: It's a heavy LA uh, experience today, and and I will say one thing before we before we. Uh, open it up to you taylor um i don't want this to be an an open mic podcast where when we lose we got 10 people in the waiting room and when we win we have two so if you want to have a, a say look mark in the chat uh who was watching the, uh, on the Highbury squad we'd love we love we want some new blood in here we want some new people to come in it, you, you can be negative if you want to want to i
0: said I said this at the start of the show, look, this, and, and MKL, stand by me, but these are my exact words, which was, if you want to give Mikel Arteta, the sweetheart, a cuddly hug, come on. If you want to punch that motherfucker in the stomach, you can come on. This is a safe space, no matter what you want to say or do, well, to, to a certain extent.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean uh well, uh, I'm not sure that I have a tremendous amount of limits, but, but yeah, no, <laughs> we 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 want we want new voices, new faces, uh repeat people. So, you know, again, it 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 shouldn't just be a, I want to come in to talk about how bad we are or how good we are. So, gooneropenmic.com is how you get into the waiting room and we'll bring you on. But Taylor, uh you go to the pub today or uh... I I had the uh were you guys uh, again? I missed MK. Were you guys both there to get t- today together? Yeah, we,
3: we sat together. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah. You know, I, I was telling somebody that it's been it's been especially special. I think because a lot more people have been coming out to the pub that have not been coming out, and you know, MK is one of one of the people that I haven't seen in a long time, and it's been nice to get together a lot more frequently. Um, so uh, to add to that, I remember you know we were, we scored the goal i took out my camera everybody was celebrating and singing and i thought to myself damn i don't get to do this very often anymore and it felt so good i, I really can did. i can
2: yeah. hear the emotion in your voice actually like like and 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 when i came into the feed um, you guys were talking about var so i would imagine that, that that this was being discussed but Owen and i watching the game together like like i was thrilled that we scored but i i could not celebrate it because it was just so many different things that could potentially have gone wrong.
0: Yeah, we talked about this already, but I'm yeah, I, I to mean, hear another opinion on it because ours were, were quite aligned.
2: So, so at the pub, was there any? What, what, I mean, was there
0: was, was there
2: trepidation that it wasn't a goal? Yeah. Or <laughs> so it was I took joy. I, I took the
0: video. There was
3: joy. Everybody sang, but I took the video, and then before I sent it to MK, MK
2: was like, well, you know, let's hold Wait. off for a second.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> I know, it was yet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like I like technology. I like instant replay in in you know in American sports. I, I like getting things right, but there are I mean, but is
1: VAR right though? I mean, like when you look at the MLB, right? Like I feel like they're pretty accurate, but is VAR always accurate for us?
0: They're, it they're accurate. Dane. It was Mike Dane as well, which was even I, well.
2: Yeah, oh. Mike Dean's been on our side in the last <laughs> couple of years. People <laughs> don't realize that, but 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 Not like yeah. in in most wow. sports, instant replay is is. Is used in a way that, like you, you it, it doesn't take the the massive single rare joy out of the game. Yes, you can mm-hmm. find out whether uh, a pass went out of bounds or not, or whether the guy got his feet down or not. But a goal in football is so massive, and to never really be able to celebrate that until you're absolutely sure. I mean, if you know. A goal like Martinelli's goal against Chelsea, where he ran the length of the pitch. And, and, and I mean, you know, that's a goal. You can celebrate the hell out of that. But just about anything else, there could be a, like four different things that could have happened. And it's, it's, well, it's, my, it, there, it is ruining the game.
3: There was another moment earlier in the game where there was an offside call. And I, I'm pretty sure there's a new rule that's like supposed to sort of make sure that we're not in these situations where it's like, okay, the guy is like, fourth of a toenail is offside. Was that not, is that not the case?
2: I don't know what the case is anymore. I think it's but... goal
1: scoring body part. Like if it's like not a goal scoring body part. And if it's like, if your shoulder is forward, like obama in that, in that decision, I don't see how that's offside. That's my understanding. Right? The, 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 the goal-scoring.
0: The new I don't is, have a part of my body sleeve. that isn't
2: goal scoring. The new moment. rule
0: is if it's above the sleeve. So people, <laughs> people are actually getting confused now as to when people's arms are offside. But the new rules right. actually indicate that it's the sleeve and anywhere above the sleeve line is a legal okay. scoring position. So it's yeah, a bit it of a offside. funny one. Yeah, so yeah. Let, yeah. Okay. let's let's do
2: this because we don't have a like a ton, we're we're gonna go off uh, off our normal strategy of bringing in one person, letting them them go, bringing another person. We're gonna we're gonna open it up because we $2. have. We got two. More. We got two people in here: squatties, goonies, yeah. whatever we want to call them. One of them, uh, for the very first time, uh, a name that that we've seen in the chat a tremendous amount, been generous to Gooners versus Cancer, and I love meeting new people. So, Mark. Oh, we got oh, to yeah. do something about that. Mark, is it Backriden? Backriden, well, spot on, Mike. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely, man.
4: Right, how you doing, guys? Pleasure it to is, meet you all. Fantastic oh, wow.
2: to have you on, my friend. Um oh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. So uh yeah, you are are, are one of these uh one of these guys that that just I, I always see in the in the in the chats of yeah, the pods, always... ours, there's and um you know we're yeah, we was the one hiding there. behind the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're also gonna bring in a, a another another guy who uh who I think has been on before. He's 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 backlit perfectly, but it's <laughs> <Yeah>, the... <laughs> Kevin Dempsey, aka Dempsey. Right
5: Hi, Demsec.
2: There we go. So yeah, Mark. How
5: are so, you doing?
2: You're all right. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so good so, thanks. So Mark, my my um my my I gather from from some of the comments in the in the highbury squad uh when I was on about an hour ago, um you're not getting carried away right now with this. So let's let's hear I mean and 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 look, we're not trying to instill a narrative here but uh what what are your thoughts on today let's let's hear from you
4: no no i'm not i'm not getting carried away i mean it, i looked at the game I, t- I tried to um dissect it first of all yeah absolutely thrilled that we've got three points for we're, we're off the board we're off and running and we've got three points on the board and and that's when you come away from any game that's the most especially any premiership game you've got to come away with three points so that's the most important part now i then look at the the other parts of the game we kept a clean sheet. So um, I, there is there's many positives in the game. We, we look at the defence. We kept a clean sheet. Um, we had some players come back from injury. Party, um, Gabriel, all all played good parts in the game, and um, I was re- really impressed that we, we're now starting to look like we're we're gelling together. And um, there was part, as I say, parts of the game which was really good. As far as the defensive, we, we kept a clean sheet. I still see our, um, our attacking. It's, it's like um, like an engine that's slightly misfiring. It's just not not getting for the chances that we created um, to come away with a quite a, a bit of a fluky goal. I think to myself, well, we will struggle against other teams. I'm looking at straight away. I'm thinking about Burnley when we go over there, up there, and how we're going to fare against them. Because they're going to be tougher. Um, and we've got to be more clinical in front of goal, and that's that's the the point. So yeah, I'm not I'm not one of these pessimists that are are still going to be screaming Arteta out. I've never been that. I've never been um, Arteta in. I just see the 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 form as we are that, and um, I'm one of these that I just want to see Arsenal being more
2: competitive.
4: And sorry, yeah. I've gone
2: on. <laughs> no, no, all no, right, no, great. I, I mean, look, yeah. we talked about how there's kind of the moment and the 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 perspective. Like the moment is. God, we just won. <laughs> We're off the bottom. We picked yeah. up three points on Spurs. We, I mean, the, the, there's so many things to be happy about today. If you can just ignore all the other stuff that's around it, which you can't. I mean, you you, you can't. But Kevin, right. um, I mean, are, are you able to enjoy a good moment in the moment? Uh, yeah. Or
5: yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm really pleased at the result. The performance was better than what I'd seen before. And I think that has pleased me more than anything else. I think I even at one point was thinking if this came away as a draw, while I'd be upset at not adding the three points, <clears throat> the performance was significantly better than the performances before. So you could see some sort of progression. I mean, I'm like Mark, I'm not an arteter out, I'm not an to in. I support the club, I support the team. And all I want to do is see the players, the manager, everybody put everything into the game you win are absolutely fantastic all the other options if they <laughs> if they uh, they happen they happen but what i dislike is when you can see players are not putting their all in you know and for me it's like jacker isn't it he's a cop-out get yourself a red. maybe three games out you know i am here for the club it's great for him you know if um he doesn't play again because not only he's had a new contract, he's had a pay rise. go-to, like he just sits on the bench. <laughs> it's a win-win, isn't it?
2: That red card could be one of the best things for him. Like he's supposedly a, he's a great he's a great leader. He brings a lot to the dressing room. Cool. Let let's, let's let that stay in the dressing room. <laughs> well, he can he can yeah. clean the dressing no, room right
1: for all I care. Yeah, yeah. he can that's be in there to welcome.
2: Again. Yeah, he can be in there to welcome them back, give them hugs. I mean, that, that, that's great. But
1: they, like the they, Walmart greeter yeah. at Arsenal.
2: <laughs> We're going to look back at that red card, and possibly as being one of the you know that and Willie on getting COVID are going to be the two best things that happened to Arsenal.
0: But speaking of speaking of benches and and um, coming back, uh Taylor, you haven't really got stuck into the meat and gravy yet. But something, a big talking point that I'm really surprised that we've made it almost half an hour without even mentioning it. Yeah, was. Um, the absence of Lano and the inclusion of Ramsdale. Do you think that that's potentially Lano being shuttled out the door now, and maybe uh, Ramsdale given the sort of the passing of the mantle over to over to Ramsdale now for for the rest of the Premier League season?
3: Uh, so Mike throws up this big bird me big bird meme, and I think of the Stuart Little one that was circulated for a while of Stuart Little on the soccer ball just being kicked into the net. So here's what I think. Uh, when Ramsdale signed, he had that interview, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of you saw it, and he said he was here to take the shirt. Loved and I it. think I think he meant it, and I love that sort of energy, and I think today he proved it. That little feint that he had uh, with, with the Norwich player running towards him, that was something that filthy. honest to God... It was filthy. It was filthy, and Leno would have <laughs> fumbled it there were a few moments where i was like that that would have gone in for sure and today i felt he was comfortable i felt that he was confident and i think we've been missing that dynamic from our team at least since we want to play out from the back leno just cannot do it
2: he, he yeah. looks he looks tremendous uh yeah. with uh, you know on the ball um we didn't give him a lot to do today, which is a credit to our uh, to what I'd like to think is our back four of of the future. Not not the future, but just with us playing once a week, this could be our back four every game. Like like it it'd be, be nice. I don't know how often I mean, we've had. I, this. I
3: hope it is. I, really
2: I, I, do. I do too. I, this is clearly the plan. So, failing injuries and red cards and, and, and the such, it, it should be. But um, but yeah, Ramsdale. I mean hit. Is he the number one, Tony? Welcome to the pod, Tony. Uh, fresh
0: trim. He's got a fresh trim.
2: He's got a fresh trim. <laughs> he's uh, he's on his way to having two legs. Um, you own
0: the rights to my legs, since you got Tony's I, new I,
2: leg. I, I just want twenty percent of the new leg. That's all I do. I, I, that's all I we need. We just want
0: we just want a femur. That's is yeah. That just just asked? just a
2: femur or or, or like a tibia mm-hmm. is is all we ask. Is that too much?
6: I can send you a whole first one once I get another one. Oh, my- <laughs> <laughs> oh that people.
2: reminds me of something that we asked Mike Hernandez for. Yeah, <laughs> we're not
0: yeah, going to go but anyway. We'll steer yeah, this but-
6: back in the right direction, Tony. Yeah, yeah Tony yeah, he ribs, we- Del, yes. he's be now. Yes, he should be given at least around a run of four to five games. Mm-hmm. I think right now he's deserving of a number one, but see how he does in another four or five games and.
0: But that's it, yeah. The, exactly. the, argument is that, uh, the argument is that Leno got three and, and did quite badly. So let's at least give Ramsdale three to prove his worth. But, MK, um, okay, look, we we touched on this really, really lightly at the very start of the podcast, uh, but we didn't really dive into great detail. Uh, Tommy Asu, I think, was a breath of fresh air in terms of his efficiency on the ball. Um, there was a lot said before he came in um Uh, on his transfer about the intelligence of his game do you think that that shone through that he's a player that could really thrive under a manager that is so um obsessed with the tactical side of the game and essentially do you think that Callum Chambers and Cedric are now going to be pushed out the door um (laughs) with the inclusion of this guy
1: uh, uh, lobbing passes over goal today but, yeah. um, well, to be fair to him, he did
0: score a screamer <laughs> against Norwich in his debut, so um, he may have fair. gotten flashbacks. Tomi
2: Asuka <laughs> was just trying to pull a Cedric in this game, basically.
1: Tomi Asuka is fantastic. Um, MK, how do you feel these-
2: about I series. mean, I
1: think, these- oh. I mean. I think uh, Tomoyasu is uh, a breath of fresh air indeed. And I think that the fact that he bombs forward the way he does and is much more confident on the ball. I mean, but if you look at his stats too, right. And he was with a pretty crappy Serie A side, like he had a lot of progressive passing. He made very few errors that led to goal. It wasn't, he wasn't a part of the problem at that club. Like he was too good for that club by a mile. And I, I don't see where all this criticism of him is. Cause I think people just like to, complain
2: and months so looks- there's no informed criticism of him. It, yeah. it's it's the uninformed I've never heard of him criticism but like yes. look if you don't if, if you're He's not a 72 Tom, on FIFA yeah if you're not Tom yeah, yeah. and you have dossiers on every player in every league and every in every uh, country in the world then then you're, there's gonna be good players that you haven't heard of so uh, you know get over it
0: mm-hmm-hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I need to say this as well. Congratulations to uh, Tyrone, won the All-Ireland against me. Yeah, P- I was
2: wondering P- what that's about.
0: Yeah, and my cousin is actually probably the best Gaelic player um, to ever come out of Tyrone, Peter Canavan. Um, so there you oh, T- Tyrone is a city? It's Gaelic, Gaelic football. It's a county. So oh, like, I, 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 I was like, who's, Ty- who's
2: Tyrone? No, yeah.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, yeah. a um, small guy. No, I, I think there was a lot of misconceptions with Tommy Tamiasu, obviously coming out of one of the lower um, level teams in Syria as well, like you said, MK, that people just automatically assume that for a player to be good, you have to buy them from Real Madrid or Barcelona or any of them. But um, I'm going to jump to you, Mark, as well here, because somebody that me and Mike talked about in a bit of detail was uh, Martin Udegaard. Um, during that game, I don't think he got a massive amount of ratings when I looked at player ratings. Um, on podcasts or uh, from journalists or anything, but something that he does give Arsenal is a tempo, is a heartbeat. Uh, do you think now, looking at his abilities, and I mean, there was an absolutely pinger of a pass that he kept for Aubameyang, and it was it was sort of snatched at from from Abba, but do you think that he could be the type of player to elevate us on a, on the attacking front if everything starts to click?
4: Uh, absolutely, and I think um, with Odegaard, there's still more to come. I think you're going to... St- once he's in, into the full swing of things, remember, he, he obviously only came in, I think it was from uh, January last year and had a, a, the loan spell, and it was just sort of fitting in. So I think we've got lots more to see from, from Odegaard, um, and the creativity that we'll, we'll see from him, I think, is going to be uh, immense. So we're going to see, see that. We're going to see, the, um, the, hopefully, the uh, partnership with Lukonga and uh, party. Um, how that develops, hopefully Arteta is looking at that as, as being the partnership rather than uh, either Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Nenni or one of those to both. To they, they, they're they the two that need to be in the in the center of the, the midfield. Then I think once you've got that stability, I think you're going to have um, the likes of Odegaard and um, ESR, and they'll be able to start creating a lot more from that.
2: Kevin, do you, do you think that Jocko walks back into this team against Spurs? Um, even if Lukanga keeps playing like he is and and Partey's healthy, you're on mute.
5: I'm mute stuff. No, I don't think so. I don't I think mean, that Jaka should come
2: anywhere near the team. Not not should. Does with 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 Arteta and Jaka's kind of love affair with each other. And no, like,
5: unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I do think Arteta will. Be tricky. I mean, you can see. I mean, I've got Tommy as the man of the match. Because new to the country new to the team and he made such a significant difference and then my next player for man of the match was odegaard yes yeah. like he said set the tempo he was pushing other players along it wasn't he was getting into spaces and that sort of thing and if you're looking at midfield what did Shaka really bring us but i think leadership <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Le- Leading leadership.
2: us into the dressing room, apparently, <clears throat> with red cards. Is,
5: the leadership is two footed tackle, get yourself a three week rest. Um, no, unfortunately, no, I'm, I'm sure I do think Arte will put it back in. That's, so, yeah. So, so, Tony. Because he um, sees is a developing player. So, Le Congre's there to replace Parto. And then maybe we'll get a Pesuma somebody like that to replace Shaka I think that's the long-term planning do,
0: do do you think that the fact that and and anybody can take this this point um do you think the fact that we're talking about the January transfer window uh, and next summer do you think that that is just highlighting the fact that this one was so underwhelming and and what some would say quite a failure anyone no. <laughs>
2: No, I some, would, some would say that.
0: Well, uh, so some would say, not me. You know, yeah. the, the, the Tom, yeah. Tom Cantons and yeah. the Andy Rhodes is uh, uh, of, uh, of, of the world. Of the world. It
5: highlights how poor the team had got, mm-hmm. and the vision from the the Weber or KSE is to buy young, develop them, keep the ones that make it, sell on the ones that aren't going to make it, and buy oh, young.
0: I, I, again. I, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing the fact that. The players that we purchased are are bad by uh, or per <laughs> or, 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 or bad by it's, it's, it's low level racism at this point, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> don't,
2: don't, that's what people should be saying about us. You don't have to introduce that into the narrative, <laughs> and, and people <laughs> should not be saying that about us. I'm just saying, can we no, just... say
5: the purchase of whites? So, a... can we say the purchase of the Congo was poor can we actually say that no uh, that's
0: that's the point that I was just going to try and make before I made that joke with Mike, which I would never. <laughs> he's a lo- lovely guy but what I'm saying is I have no problem with any of the purchases that we have made with the players but it's the usual story the same old story with Arsenal once again the almost club the all you know these players, the ones that we brought in, were absolutely brilliant. But we we lack experience and leadership Seriously. at the at the mo- this moment in time. That, that's
5: that's where I disagree because in the process that we're in, we are rebuilding from a new as if we were a new club. So we are building from young, building experience, building grit, and we'll get to a point hopefully where one or two players will make the difference when Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United are on their dips. It's
0: naturally, football cyclical. Yeah, but right? Kevin, my, my, my point, my, my response to that would be, that's fine. But fo- football is a fickle game and people don't have yeah. patience in football. The fan base don't have patience, but more importantly, the players don't have patience. And you're saying a rebuilding, that, that's fine. That, that's fine if you uh, have a bunch of players who don't desire to be successful in the game. But unfortunately, the players like Saka, the players like Emile Smith, Rowe, Cairn Tierney, La Conga, name any of them. When Man City or Manchester United have that dip, they'll just buy these players' office, you know. And, and well, that's what can problem. you
2: do? What, what what are we going to do about that though? We're not. But that's what, not but that's why it's,
0: that's why it's important to say, for example. And I'm not saying that we needed to go and buy Tony Cruz or or Madrich or Sergio Busquets. But what I'm saying is the extra thirty million of a difference that Yves Spasuma would have made to the side would have been absolutely massive. I'm going to say a
5: dirty word, right?
2: This podcast is, is not
0: about
5: that. <laughs> why has why Kane stayed at Tottenham for so long? Because he got sold a vision, which he has finally realized is never going to come to fruition. The vision that this club is portraying is that you are a young, up-and-coming player. We are building for the future. You're going to build something great. We are going to build something great. That's the vision there. Now. now, it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not. maybe not going to be next season. It's going to be... Build and build, and what we're going to do is, if you're good enough, you're, well, they probably aren't saying that but in the background. The conversation around right, that player's good enough. That player we brought in isn't good enough. They've got to go. We've got to get a replacement. But we need another young replacement. It's the NFL model, isn't it? Here, do it we?
2: Well, of course it is because that's that's all our ownership knows, and mm-hmm. and and I don't think that model works in in football. But I, I agree, but Kevin. Whole
5: other models we've tried haven't worked.
2: Well, I don't know that any model will work when you're in a league where, where Galacticos rule and, and, you know, I mean, in, in the last 15 years, we've seen one team that actually won based on chemistry and luck and health and so on, and that's Leicester mm-hmm. City. And uh, and and they've actually done pretty well off the back of that, and and I think that's the model that we're actually shooting for, as opposed but, to others, and that's well, the reality that we're in at this point. But
0: it's, again, Mike, one thing, okay. and, and, and and you
2: can you you can see like like the transfer policy, slate Adu if you want, slate Arteta if you want, you can see today, again, admittedly against a team that was that's pretty per, but like. You can see today that White, and White brings something more yeah. when he's next to Gabriel than when he's next to Mari. Yeah. You can see that, 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 that Tomiyasu, and I mean, the, 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 the chemistry between these players, the ability to, to work together, chemistry and, 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 and mentality has always been more important to me than talent. Uh, unless, you're, uh, unless you're Ronaldo, in which case chemistry doesn't matter and talent is just, it just rules. So chemistry's yeah, always right. been the, the, the point, but the guys have to all be able to play together and be healthy and, yeah. and and have an extended period of time of building that chemistry. We've just never had that. But that is so
5: key at the back. Now, on the Kyber's spot, KC said Tierney could bomb on because he got Gabby behind him. Yeah. Actually, what I saw, is we played more with a back three. Actually, all three mm-hmm. players shifted over. And covered up, more, so. at
2: the now. You saw I got Gabby's exposed great. when I tried to bring that up, Owen, in the hybrid squad, and, the, and 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 the two of them yeah. killed me over it, and then I tried to blame it back on you again. Taney. So Kevin
0: like Campbell. What does Kevin Campbell know about football? Uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> it's just a different view,
5: isn't it? Kevin says Taney can come up because Gabby McC- covers for it. But they all do their bit, don't they? Gabby covers them, but then White realises that Gabby's moved over. White moves over to shorten the gap. Tommy realises that they've shifted over. And so actually the whole of the back three, when when Tierney's bombing on, all shift over to give him a solid defence. Now that's what I saw happening really And then Tierney would come back when he needed to.
0: My, my point, Kev, uh, Kev, was, look, I agree with uh, basically almost everything that you're saying. And I think to an extent you almost basically agree with some of the stuff that I'm saying. But what, what I'm trying to put across is that, yes, we have exceptional talent. We have a bright future ahead of us in terms of what these players could turn out to be. But my problem is more so with the standard of culture that will be set upon these players. Because it doesn't matter how bright-eyed and keen you are when you first come in everybody eventually adopts to their surroundings. And, and for me, when you look back at a team like Man United, yes, you had Gary Neville and, and, and Phil Neville and David Beckham and Ryan Giggs, all these sort of youngsters that were coming through. But who set the standard for them? Roy Keane and Alex Ferguson, two very charismatic leaders that nobody would doubt anything from, that they would uh, heed their advice at every given opportunity. And for me, when I look around at our senior figures, who have you got? Lacazette, Aubameyang, um, Thomas Partey is relatively new and I wouldn't imagine overly vocal you know. and this is my point is that bring somebody like um, was it the last game of the season I watched was Yves Spasuma for Brighton and he was so vocal so sh- uh, screaming and dragging people into position and that's what I mean by we're the nearly club we're missing just the last pieces of the jigsaw and for me that's somebody to set, to set the standard um, at Arsenal Football Club at the minute
1: I would say to add on to that point, I largely agree. I was really disappointed that we didn't get Basuma. He was there. He wanted to leave Brighton, and then I don't know if it's because of AFCON that we didn't pursue him, but um, that's someone that we really need to keep as a, as a high-level target because um, I think we could really benefit from him in our midfield. But at least for me, the way I also rate the transfer window is the people we didn't get rid of. They told us they were going to stop with this nonsense about leaving on a free. Well, now Lacazette is going on a free. And Ozil <laughs> and, uh, uh, and El Neni, They turned down. We don't know how much was offered by Galatasaray. I believe it was. But like, why is El Neni the excellent? You know, you know, we have to hold on to him. He's a fourth or fifth back. You know, defensive. He's the Egyptian
0: Kiro would stop this with your <laughs> blasphemy.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. So I think I think a lot of fans are kind of left questioning some of the business judgment of the club. That if you're going to run it on a sustainable model built around youth projects and you have to know when to get rid of people. And if it means not getting as much for them, then you, you take what is offered. Like we should have gotten rid of Xhaka for, for fifteen million euro. I'm sorry. Get get out
2: of here. That's a double edged sword though. Yeah, when you get when you get known as being the easy mark to to to, to get a, a cheap deal on, that sets a precedent and that's a precedent no, we're sorry. trying to get out of. I liked us not selling Jaka <laughs> for less than he was worth. Until we extended him and gave him the money that we that that we didn't accept from Roma. So, Tony, I want to get to Tony and then Mark uh, as we try to keep this going around. Um, and and there's somebody in the uh, in the in the green room who has their camera off. If it, we'll bring you on if you bring if you put your camera on, um, Tony, we saw today a decision made where Odegaard got the start where there was only enough room for Odegaard or ESR, and not both. We've seen games where they've played together. I think they can play together, but that comes at the expense of either Aubameyang, Pepe, or Laka, or, or Saka. And uh, and so today ESR's The Odd Man Out came in as a, as a 65th or 70th minute sub. Do you see that as being a problem, or do you see that as being a luxury?
6: Uh, I see it more of a problem. Really? Yeah, I would go – it is a luxury, but I'd rather see one central defensive mid not have two back there and play that way you can have Smithrow and odegaard on there at the same time so i mean i i'm speaking kind
2: of more globally than in the in the, yeah. in the starting 11 for a particular game i'm i'm thinking like 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 was it a mistake to, to to pay for odegaard when we already had esr i don't know too many people that would say that was a mistake but um I mean, do do you think that Odegaard is solidified? He's basically the first choice, and ESR is going to be a super sub now, or do you think that it's just going to come down to you know different formations for different games? And
6: yeah, probably different formations for different games. See who's more in form. Because to me, a lot of people say they're not similar players, but I still think they're pretty similar players. Mark, what do you th-
2: what do you think about the Odegaard ESR kind of dilemma? If there is a dilemma, I mean, we, there doesn't have to be a dilemma all the time. <laughs>
6: yeah I think there is a, there's, a, there's
4: a setup that they can they can both play in, in the team. Um, however, in the last couple of games that, where we've seen ESR's levels drop slightly or, or they dropped off they, he um, you, you, we need to, to be able to rely and, and to be honest, I, I think it is too much still at, um, at this stage to rely on ESR to be putting in those top performances that we need um, so to have the I think it's a luxury. Um, I think it's a it's a good luxury to have because um, it gives Arteta options now. Um, and to be honest, today, I think when they, there is a position today where they both came on and played um, and Pepe wasn't uh, performing. And I thought actually uh, he was, it was a couple of instances where he was just running into people with the ball, trying to dribble. And where um, well, I thought actually earlier um, Pepe could have come off and he could have played the ESR and um, and
2: Odegaard. When a guy like ESR is so versatile that that you can actually see how the game is going, who whose mind is in it, who's who's yeah. you know, who's up for it, he who's not that. in that particular game. And yeah, I mean Pepe should be out there. But if he's not if he's not on his game that particular day, then my God, bringing ESR off the bench and yeah. shifting things around a little bit and adding some creativity. That that's the kind of drop off that we need <laughs> you know when we when we sub out our, our starting eleven and bring yeah. in our our, our what about two
1: number tens? Where do people stand on two number tens? I mean does this does this squad at present have the ability to play that way? And can they overlap? You know, we've seen them be a little inconsistent when they play together. Those two I playing?
2: those two can play together, I think. I, I think mean absolutely. No absolutely. Discussion of, uh, can Lacazette think and Obamian play, play together.
0: Them. Not I think, in the same I think round. that I think that there's this misconception that Emil Smith-Rowe is, is a complete number 10 which I don't think he, he really has those attributes just yet. I don't think his, his passing is polished enough um, just yet to break the lines on a consistent basis like a player like Martin Odegaard does. But but somebody that I would um, compare Emil Smith-Rowe to is uh, Jack, someone like Jack Grealish who uh, you know, comes from a wide area yeah. and, and I think that especially when you have not only one striker that seems to be misfiring and low confidence, but another striker that, that doesn't really put his chances away on a consistent basis. The best thing to do is just create more chances for them. Um, that, that sounds like a very basic thing to say, but if they're taking a lot of chances to score, just give them more chances. Um, and I think as well, Nicola Pepe, to a certain extent, <clears throat> for me, is quite frustrating as well. He's a, he's a moments player. Very small moments during the game, but I think that the team as a whole would almost benefit from a wide pairing of a Milos or or Osaka in terms of uh, the way they make the game flow and the chances they create. But um, Mike, I'm just going to direct your attention over to our private chat there because yeah, I've, yeah I've, just, I've just seen it. So I'll pass back over to you, buddy.
2: Yeah, look, um, we uh, I love having the chat. I know that that half of our panel needs to leave, so we're gonna we're we're hitting the hour mark pretty soon. Let's just end this uh, in a, in, a, in a positive way. I, I mean, I, look. I mean, there, the, we could talk about a lot of a lot of different stuff, but then we have a podcast to do tomorrow night. I think that uh, you know that we run out of things to talk about. So, MK, wonderful to see you. I'm so glad that you came on. Thoughts are with you and your family today. Thank you. Um, and and in that light, just everyone who's here in America and around the world who's who's kind of commemorating a very very uh, you know important. And, and difficult day uh, 20 years ago today where we all remember where we were. Uh, our thoughts are with you and and uh, and MK, your your personal connection to that is uh, if you didn't watch the hybrid squad with MK yesterday, please do not just for her personal recollections and, and the emotion that she brought, but for the amazing cause that she is raising money for along with Arsenal LA, which I hope that you'll be able to speak to uh, right now. So tell, tell us how, sure. how we can send people your way to, to donate to what is an incredible cause.
1: Thank you, Mike. Um, so, uh, Arsenal LA has launched their first charity raffle and it's some, a project that means a lot to me because it's for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, which is a nonprofit that helps families in the event that they lose their loved one, it provides counseling, grief counseling, and also safety and fire prevention um, most volunteer uh, most firefighters are volunteers. They're not like my father who worked for the FDNY. He survived by the way, I just want to make that clear and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but you know a lot of these firefighters they leave behind families with not much and you know that's where this foundation steps in and as you see the wildfires across you know many states in our country, it's volunteers that are answering the call and are risking their lives. So we would love to um, get donations towards our goal. And uh, we are offering some pretty cool prizes, including the top prize, which is a signed Aaron Ramsey uh, photo in a, in a really lovely frame that's been authenticated by Arsenal Football Club. And it's a really nice piece of memorabilia. Um, if you go to our website, losangeles.com, scroll down roughly to the middle of the page, there's a, a QR code graphic. If you click that and you read through, you can understand how to, to enter. We asked for a minimum donation of 20 bucks, which will give you five tickets, and then any five dollars after that will get you another ticket. Any twenty dollars after that is another five tickets. So we've been fortunate.
6: Oh,
1: I to think uh, everybody have our prize line, which is October 11th.
2: Yeah, and uh, Did just everyone to, get
1: that. I know the connection.
2: Yeah, no, no, we're, we're good, okay. and 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 please go to com. I hope I've spelled that right. Um, but uh. You know it's just an amazing cause and it's it's hard to really comprehend how giving a person is to run into a situation that is so life-threatening for other people just to save those people and so god bless your father your family for you. for their sacrifices and uh uh and please go to arsenal los angeles and support that cause we are all about supporting uh, great causes and the gunner family the yeah. gunner family is is unprecedented in their generosity so mk Absolutely. Great to have you on with us today. Thanks. Um, Mark, it's great to finally put a face with a name. Pleasure to meet you all, yeah. Thank yeah, you. man. I mean, like, like, look, this is what we want to do with these open mics. Is I mean, it, it isn't like we're just, like, too lazy to put out our own content and we need to rely on other people. We really just want to meet the people that we're seeing in these chats because you make us laugh, you, <laughs> you support us. It's it's fantastic. So we want to hear what you have to say, and and uh, and I'm glad that you – uh, that joined us on camera today. Is there anything you want to you want to plug or let us know before we go? No, I mean I
4: I love your show. I always like to to come on and um, and uh, post my comments. Um, appreciate you having me on, uh, and if you have if you uh, if you'd have me back, I'd love to come on again at uh, one of your Boone mic um, open mic sessions. So um, yeah, um, as I say, stay positive with the Arsenal. Um, we will get there in the end. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone, and um, as I say wish, wishing everyone in the US well today my thoughts are with you all and
2: god bless you thank you mark total absolute class and and kevin uh you you've been on with us before but uh again we normally see you in the chat i I appreciate you coming i appreciate your your you know again this goes for all of you your generosity the gunners versus cancer you you've been very supportive and and uh we're rooting for you in the in the raffle uh that's coming up but uh but tell us uh what you got going on i mean other than a very uh backlit background
6: <laughs>
2: and a nice couch <laughs> yeah, that looks me. comfortable
5: well there's the reason for that is that i'm actually sitting here with a broken knee
2: mm.
5: so i can't move about a lot i broke it back in june and i'm still in a brace and i can brace until the end of the month possibly
6: um, so
0: that's, a, that's it that's awfully kevin but you're in the wrong place for some right 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 I was, I was just about best that, that say <laughs> a perfect you know, transition i
1: couldn't
2: move
5: <laughs> I couldn't move from this chair, so I have to have the, uh, the highlighted
2: background. But so, but below but, your yeah. knee, though, you do have a leg, right? I think so. I think okay, so. Because...
5: I might about to borrow a Tony's. But, um...
2: <laughs> you
5: know, it's hard, to hard for a to, a bit to get of a leg, leg up in this podcast. But... If I want to borrow a bit of leg, it'd have to be the middle bit.
2: Oh <laughs> well, Leave I'll... him the
5: top and the bottoms.
2: All right. Before we get too off the rails, Kevin, I I, I appreciate it again. Thanks for your generosity you Versus cancer. Much. Always good to have a chat with you, yeah, uh, especially sure, yeah. after a nice win today. Uh, appreciate your points of view and uh, and Tony. Uh, let now we have a website now. Yes, that people can go to. Speaking of charities and speaking of good causes, it's it's Tony's New Leg dot com. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I set up the website, so I should know, but.
6: You might have a little bit too much of red wine to remember that, or
2: not? Yeah, yeah, I'm dealing with I'm dealing with like a like a temporary keyboard on my computer. That was not my greatest He's moment, I think. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we uh, we we are friends with uh, with Ryan Fletcher, who did a who had a great idea in coming up with a 24 hour podcast for charity. I think I, I mean, we're going to have to do that sometime. But uh, <laughs> but but honestly, no. Um, Tony's, uh, you've been dealing with uh, with with a difficult year uh, or so, and we're we're all hoping for you to get the the funds you need to be able to to complete your uh, your leg surgery and and uh, and everything that comes with it. But tell us tell us where we can find you, and because you do a podcast as
6: well, right? Yeah, you can find me Thursdays and Sundays on Arsenal Fan Circle. I was supposed to be on there this morning for a pregame, but forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication right
2: there, man. Look, man. All right. So so Tony, yeah, go to Tony's newleg.com. Check out his GoFundMe and uh and and please donate. Um there's just so much charity going on right now, and I love it. And of course, I'll 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 mention because I need to Gunnar's V Cancer. Please, if you can vote for us for the for the football content awards, not because it makes me feel important, but because it will give us exposure to potentially get a lot more donations. So go to Uh follow GoonersVCancer V Cancer on Twitter. There's even a contest where if you vote for us today because it ends tomorrow, if you vote for us for the FCA's, you will be entered in to win a uh, signed Lee Dixon retro shirt, which uh, Lee is, is uh, very helpful in, in providing. So, uh, Owen, I've kept you here about 15 minutes longer than you wanted to be with my yes, long okay. goodbyes.
0: It's costing me a fucking fortune. You might as well cost me time. What are you? See, what we, are
2: you paying per megabyte a, of, of internet access?
0: A, no, he wants a fucking leg, and she's got a bar chart, and <laughs> you're fucking kidney <Gunner's laughs> cancer. And I'm gonna need to get another fucking job. This is, <laughs> get your super chats in, you bastards!
2: <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, another uh, another win. A win. We're off the bottom. a <laughs> win. All's good. Hopefully, we'll be able to have a similar conversation uh, next next week after Burnley. But, uh, again, you're always welcome to join us an hour after the end of the game at GoonerOpenMike.com. And uh, just appreciate everybody joining us. And, uh, and And with that, I will end with the Gooners versus Cancer video. And come on, you Gooners. Hey, Gooners.
5: This is Alan Smith. This is Kevin Campbell.
2: Lee Dixon it's
5: Colin Lewin
4: it's Gary Lewin Charles Watts Dan Potts James Benj Stone. Stanley
5: Tom from the Goona Talk here across for...
4: Simon Collins. You may know me from the Evening Standard You may know me
6: from my time at Arsenal
4: You may know me from Arsenal or even the Highbury squad
5: a Cat Onesland.
4: Being that physio set on the bench next to Arsenal with my rubber gloves on
6: The former Arsenal
5: physio
4: The Emirates Press Box, from writing, from Twitter.
6: From Goal.com, from Twitter, from YouTube.
5: Football is the beautiful game and it brings us all together. Sometimes there are things even more important than wins and losses.
6: And yes, even transfers.
5: Every
4: 30 seconds someone in this world gets diagnosed with blood cancer.
3: The Leukaemia and Lymphoma
4: Society works towards curing blood cancers.
3: And
5: provides support to families currently dealing
4: with these diseases. Gunas versus Cancer was started in 2017. By a lifelong guna. Who lost his father to leukemia way too young. Over the last five years, Gunnar's V Cancer has raised over fifty thousand dollars for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we need your help to match that in 2021. Every donation helps.
5: Every donation helps.
4: Every donation helps.
5: Every donation helps. Every donation helps. No matter the size. And every donation enters you into the Guna
4: Raffle where well, you have a great chance to win amazing Arsenal prizes, including game tickets. Stadium tours, signed men and women shirts.
5: And maybe a retro signed shirt by yours truly, Lee Dixon.
4: Me, yours truly. Yours truly, Super Kev Cow. So much more. It's easy to take part. Just go to www.goonersvcancer.com and donate directly to the charity.
5: Pick the raffle prizes you want to enter to win and wait for the drawings at the end of the campaign.
4: But
6: again, that's cancer. Dot com.
4: We all know that victory grows out of harmony.
5: Victory grows out of harmony. Victory grows out of harmony.
4: With your help, we'll be victorious
1: against blood cancer once and for all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support.